Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. And as promised, my guest, Natalie Vecchioni, is back. And this week, she is going to talk about her ministry. She's going to zero in on FASD, and she's going to tell us about it. And obviously, Natalie and I really click, and we just did the same thing that I have told you on the podcast that Sandra and I do is we were not recording anything, and we had all kinds of great stories and information. So with that fresh in Natalie's brain, what she was just talking about, I'm going to let her take over and tell us, in a nutshell, how your ministry came about and what broke you. That's what you were talking about, what really broke you and changed your heart and your mind. Yes. Thank you, Kathleen. So I'm happy to be back. I learned, my husband and I learned that our son, um, as I mentioned in the previous episode, he um, had a lot of symptoms. And when we adopted our daughter, um, that's when his symptoms, that was when he hit puberty at 13. And that's when those symptoms really were exacerbated. He started um, self-harming. He started Mm -hmm. having suicidal thoughts. He started um, having mood swings, which Initially, we thought it was depression, which was actually bipolar disorder. And uh, he just became more unstable. So fast forward a couple of years, we tried different specialists. My husband and I would bring up, we believe he was exposed to pre, you know, prenatally. Al- he was exposed to alcohol prenatally. Um, mm-hmm. It would just be brushed off. Finally, after we moved to North Carolina, we found a wonderful FASD consultant who said, I believe you. And let's point you in the right direction. So we found a, a psychiatrist who was treating children who were, uh, you know, had been adopted, who had both, uh, you know, prenatal alcohol and, and drug exposure, as well as, you know, lived trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, even though our son had been placed with us at two and a half weeks old, um, we know that there was that separation. He was in the hospital. So, you know, he, he did not go home right away. So even though many people don't consider that to be trauma, that is trauma. It is, yeah. Um, so uh, finally, you know, we were trying to get him stable. And at the same time, he was just not, you know, he was just having such a hard time. He was metabolizing medication so fast and everything. So he was hospitalized uh, in 2017, just before his 15th birthday. Hmm. And that broke me. Um, I was telling you, you know, before we were recording that for so many years, I would pray for changes in our son's behavior because Mm -hmm. that's what I thought was going on. I thought it was willful behavior. Right. And when he was hospitalized and when he was finally given the diagnosis of having an FASD, 
which is brain-based, you know, uh, prenatal alcohol exposure, right. brain-based disability, which is lifelong, along with other diagnoses. He, he was given a diagnosis of bipolar disorder and some other diagnoses. But when we finally got confirmation that, yes, this was something that happened in his brain when he was an unborn child in his mother's womb, then my shift, I really felt like the Lord put in into my heart and in my husband's heart, we went from, okay, God, please change him to Lord, please change mm. me. Right. And that was just, it, I, it was my darkest, most broken mama moment. I meditated on Psalm 63 and, and just, you know, I just would go to sleep, just crying and praying and not even sometimes not even knowing what to pray for, but I knew the Lord knew. So little by little, I, we started learning about FAS. We started learning that it's a brain-based diagnosis. We started learning that 80% of kids in foster care have been prenatally exposed to alcohol. That's just 80%. crazy. Crazy. Yet, you know, it's not treated as a brain-based disability. It's treated as behavioral, which right. we know if the brain is causing you to do something, it's not a willful behavior. It's a symptom that needs to be accommodated, that needs to be addressed. So we learned more about FASD. I took training, my husband and I, we took some training. And um, last year, you know, uh, I, I have a friend who says that uh, there, there are a lot of blessings from COVID, you know, from the pandemic as far mm -hmm. as like, you know, things. And, and our ministry, basically, <clears throat> we feel like it was a blessing that um, <clears throat> was a result of COVID because I was volunteering for a nonprofit in my state, actually a couple of nonprofits. Huh. And one of them, we created a podcast to carry out our mission since, you know, nobody was meeting and we weren't having workshops or anything. Right. And it was a podcast about FASD. It was really okay. geared towards people in North Carolina, but I loved it. And I felt like it was just, this was what I was meant to do. You know, our, and our son had graduated from homeschool. Our daughter just began her homeschooling journey. And I felt like I was really in a place where I needed to just take all of the busyness in our our life and all of the lived experience we had and just focus on one thing and serve the Lord. And that's where um, my husband and I, last summer, we prayed about it. And in the fall, in, in October, we started FASD Hope which we consider to be a ministry. Um, we're a, a podcast, a weekly podcast. Actually, in, <laughs> in the past five months, we've released 40 episodes. So wow. I would say like we kind of went a little bonkers. With that. <laughs> and that was all me. Um, that was all, you know, we need to get all this information out. So yes, now we're weekly. I'm, I'm kind of cutting back a little bit and we're, we're weekly. But um, our mission in our, our ministry slash um, podcast is we have a three-pronged mission. The first is to increase awareness about education, uh, about FASD mm -hmm. and to educate, you know, not only people in the FASD community, but especially people outside of the FASD community who need to know that FASD is a brain-based whole body physical disability, that right. FASD affects every single, you know, any type of exposure to alcohol affects every single, um, 
just about every single system in right. the, the body. And that there is what you're seeing in symptoms. There is a huge gap between a child's developmental age and their chronological age. Mm-hmm, so for exactly. example, our son is 19, but developmentally he's not. And I was talking with you about like, you know, most of our, actually almost all of our son's friends have either gone off to college or, you know, the military and our son, he's doing his part-time thing and still apprenticing part-time and, and studying computers part-time and living at home. And he hasn't launched and he may never launch, or maybe he'll launch in his late twenties, early thirties. But so in the interim, we're, we're converting one of our workshops into a tiny house for him. Mm. He can have the entrance. Um, but what, what, so education and awareness is our first prong. Our second prong is to provide resources, not only through our podcast, but on our website. We, we like to say we're the, we're the country post in the middle of the country dirt road that has all the signs on it pointing right. to different directions. <laughs> That's us. We're not, my husband and I are, are parents with over 18 years of lived experience in raising a son with an FASD. Mm-hmm. We don't claim to be professional, you know, we're, right. we're, we're, we're parents, you know? So, and then the third and most important prong, and it's in, it's in our title is to provide hope. You know, mm. you don't hear the word hope when you hear FASD, you hear things like incarceration, drugs, gangs, premature death. Um, you don't hear hope. And while we're, we're, we're realistic, we're not sugarcoating anything. All of those things happen, especially when you have someone that is in an environment that doesn't support their disability. You right. have that. However, if you can accommodate, if you can meet that individual, whether child, teen, adult, where they're at, and you can focus on their strengths, then yes, there can be hope and there can be a lot of hope. And hope looks very different. You know, we're, we're still on this journey. Our journey right. will never end, but um, our faith has got us, our faith, correction, our faith is bringing us through this journey. Our faith you know, and the Lord has got us through those broken times and we still have those broken times. Right. We still do. Um, and, and we pray that we are the podcast, um, that we wish we had known about seven, eight years ago. Right. Exactly. That's what Sandra and I have said before. If we would have had somebody like us all those years ago when we felt so isolated and alone and not having support, And another thing I'll mention, you know, you said it's going to look a little bit different for these kiddos is I tell parents, you have to reevaluate what your values are because we're fed the American culture. Your child has to go to college. They have to be a professional. The expectations. Yeah. There's, there's these academic hoops they need to jump through and you not only have to change your expectations, it's okay to grieve the loss for your child. It's okay to say, you know, I'm really upset that my son doesn't get to do A, B, and C, and he is missing out on that. But then you have to come back, mm-hmm. pivot, and refocus. And remember, you know, we, in our own personal lives, we do, we try to do what's best for ourselves as far as our education our profession, whether we homeschool, we try to do the best for ourselves. 
then we need to change that focus and say, what is the best for them, which you talked about, and the apprentice thing, what is the best for them? Because when the day is over, it's not about what the expectations of the world are. It's what your child is gifted in, what your child is strong in, and what is going to give him success. And when we keep pushing our kids who have FASD or a capital letter syndrome, anything, in the academic way or in the way of the culture, then they're constantly frustrated. They're constantly melting down and they're constantly feel like they're a failure and nobody wants to feel that way. Right. And I tell, I tell people that if your child had an outward physical disability that people could see, if you try to make that child fit into an environment that wasn't working for them. And obviously people say no. So when I say, okay, that's what FASD is. It's a brain, it's a brain injury that happened before birth. And you're trying to make them fit into these expectations, into these environments that their brain cannot process. Right. And when, when, and it's an invisible disability, only 10% of individuals with an FASD have the facial characteristics that people associate with, you know, exposure. So when you think of it like that, then it's a, it's a total shift in mindset. And I want to end on something that I think is very poignant, like for me that I've learned, especially um, in the past couple of years, okay. is that I think that when you have a child that has an FASD, or like you said, another capital letter, you know, disability, um, I think that as parents, we need to pray to see our children the way Jesus sees our children mm. and not yes. the way the world sees our children. Because for so many years, schools were telling me what was wrong with our son, what our son could not do, what the deficits, how behind he was. And then when we ran away from that, like I was telling you, we were desperation homeschoolers. (laughs) And when we found our groove in homeschooling and found what our son's strengths were and supported his needs, then we... Oh my goodness. And we saw him as this amazing miracle of the way Jesus sees him. And we saw him as, uh, as, as this beautiful, you know, a young man now who is teaching us about life and wow. who is teaching us about how to do it. And, um, you know, and, and not only that, but, you know, we appreciate our daughter for her gifts and her strengths. And we acknowledge when she has a challenging day. And again, when you look at it as a symptom versus a willful behavior, it totally changes. And I think it there's such a, a complement between brain-based parenting like that and race-based parenting. I really yes. think they go hand in hand. They do. I, I totally agree. And that is a great thing to end on. I think that we all, you know, I'm sitting here, I've got tears here Aww. because I'm sorry. Just, I didn't no, 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 that's that. good. It's good. I'm just thinking <laughs> about my youngest. And yeah, I think that that's super important because we want others to see us as God sees us. Yes. And we want others to give us grace. Yes. And we need to do the same for our kiddos. So as we finish up one more time, tell everyone where they can find you. Sure thing. So F-A-S-D Hope is anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, We also have a wonderful website, fasdhope.com, 
where you can find our archived uh, podcasts as well as a resource page. And if you're interested in having me on a podcast or doing a guest post or interview, um, you can also contact me at natalie at fasdhope.com. Thanks for joining me again, Natalie. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for having me, Kathleen. Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us today, and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe on thewholehouse.org to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube and leave a review so others can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send an email to me at positiveadoption at gmail.com and follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at The Whole House and Twitter at Kath Guire. Thanks for listening to the show.